Greetings. You have entered Lorraine Lou's cave. Deep in the ground, the universal unconscious lies waiting to expose its secrets. The cave has, from the inception of humankind, enticed, mesmerized. It has been protective shelter, spiritual temple, keeper of sacred images, rituals, and lastly, burial chamber. looking in the mirror sees a person. After a while it registers that the person in the mirror is him. There was a tactile, acoustic, olfactory, visual, tasting self who scrambled about, and now there's this kid in the mirror. That split, that dichotomy, is the cause of our unhappiness. The kid in the mirror eventually takes precedence over the sensual one who becomes a mute witness, letting you know occasionally that you are on the wrong track. Notice how often you unwittingly look in the mirror and adjust your mirror self to fit whatever image you try to present to a society disposed to value stability over idiosyncrasy. As Morpheus states to Neil, there is something wrong in the world. You don't know what, but it's there like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? He's talking about the matrix we live in. It's all around us. You are a slave in it. You can't be told about it. You have to seek it out on your own. In humanity's past, during the Paleolithic era of hunters and gatherers, humans were not split like we are. The people, the world was not perceived as binary, black and white, good or bad. All of it was one. These people did not have a written language, stone tablets to put it all down. As can be seen from their cave paintings, they did want to communicate with us, and their art was their venue. But among each other, how was important information transmitted and archived? It was transmitted through song and poetry, which is metered and more easily remembered. Poetry today is seen as an effete pastime indulged in by the overeducated, but at one time, Poets filled theaters and were the rock star of their era. We no longer communicate in such a manner. We are moving too fast, and there is so much to communicate that libraries cannot hold it at all. Music, chants, cadence are seen as the purview of artists in our age. But indigenous people, sorcerers, witches have held on to these ancient forms. Their spells, rituals are metered. Double, double, toil and trouble. And this piece from Starhawk. We have sown, we have tended, we have grown, we have gathered, we have reaped a good harvest. And another from a Papago Indian. The Death Song.
In the great night my heart will go out. Towards me the darkness comes rattling. In the great night my heart will go out. These incantatory songs and poems have the power to create enchantments, to influence events, to release one from the binary world of what we call reality. How did the split occur? How did it come about that Mirasov became dominant? It was in the Neolithic age when humans developed agriculture settled in one location and domesticated animals. The world became split between the tame and the wild, the good and the bad, easy and difficult. One no longer communicated directly with one's environment, was no longer fed, nurtured, or mesmerized by it. There was now a dependable source of food and shelter created by oneself, or should I say oneself's, it is from this time that the idea of slavery developed. If an animal could become one's slave, why not unrelated strangers? The memories of childhood that are most alive involve being with nature. One Christmas Eve at the convent, where most kids have gone home for the holidays, our small troop of those who were staying got special treats. Cocoa and toast in bed in the morning. Sister popped an album of classical music at bedtime. The food even improved a bit. My special treat, very special, I was allowed to go sliding in the small hills in nearby fields. By myself, at night, a good distance from the convent, cold biting at my nose and fingertips, but it's beautiful. Snow sparkling on this clear night, the world and I were silent at this moment. The identity formed in the mirror was not present. The binary split of a self and other was no longer. Self was in that feel experiencing life, much like the hunter-gatherer people, the Paleolithic stoners who left behind their stone tools for us to discover them. These people interacted with the world through the corridor of magic. They didn't think about solutions to their particular situation. They intuited them. They were at one with nature, its inhabitants, its edible plants, its star system. If you ask Google for images of Stone Age humans, you will be presented with ravening beasts. I have always known that these people were as intelligent as we are. They are assuredly better people than us. They could not afford the loss or ostracism of fellow humans. There were too few of them. Why did they not paint pictures of themselves in, in their sacred caves? It was not for lack of ability. What they left us were handprints. I am a witness. We have been here. They understood themselves as one with the animals. They honored them with beautiful cave paintings as the animals honored them by killing them ferociously. I used to think 
What a horror it must have been for intelligent beings to start life at such a primitive level. But it is perhaps I who needs their pity. They surely were not looking into the mirror every day, wondering who that person was, or trying to grasp its essence. They were like that girl with her sled in the fields, basking in the wonders of life. Always we yearn to be one, like they were, stable, knowing, connected. But we are imprisoned in a matrix. We call it society. The news is deadly. Am I saying that the content of the news is deadly? That's a given. The news is deadly because it is a matrix. Do you remember in the matrix when Neo, who now understands how the system has created a false world, and he gets thrown back on the street with thousands of harried people walking by? In news world, the people are beyond harried. They are mad. There are ongoing wars in which rapacious countries send soldiers to kill everyone in sight and commandeer whatever is of value. Politicians in D.C. put on shows covered on TV in which they destroy people. It's all frightful and ugly. Folks in England have taken to throwing acid in people's faces or knifing them. America's method is the gun. It's quicker. The news presenters and interpreters point out who's good or bad guy. It's hard to tell them apart. You see over and over and over again the people being screwed. Nobody hides this. That's the game. That's what news world is all about. You are a victim. It's a horrible mess. Stay tuned to see what happens next. You're at the scene of a horrible accident, looking down at the mangled bodies. You feel cold and isolated, but you just can't walk away. Someone is dying. Don't believe it, says another. It's all a sham. Harry on his blog exposed it as a hoax set up by the Russians. The Gilets Jaunes in Paris are out on the streets every day and now joined by protesters who are not happy about their pensions being reduced, while Macron thinks it's all a big joke and Arab refugees are raping Swedish and German girls. Every week has a shootout where someone takes out a half a dozen people on his way out the door. And women are being are doing horrible things to their children. Men are kip- kidnapping girls and imprisoning them in underground shelters. Who could pass up this daily repast? Are you going to miss the report so long awaited with the news that a foreign country is sending missiles with nuclear warheads aimed, yes, at Washington, D.C., New York, and East L.A.? Baby examining itself in the mirror and realizing it is a portrayal of itself will study it very closely at times, unfolds. In this manner, life itself becomes a presentation. One is controlled by presentation. The clothes one wears, one's table manners, the habits one exhibits, one's physical appearance, one is shamed by an inappropriate presentation. 
The world of humans in this era, and many more before this one, is populated by dolls. I do not own a TV because it's disturbing, but at times I get glimpses of its doings on the Internet. I will find a piece of information interesting and will fall for the clickbait A scene will unfold of a news presenter or a pundit in a studio somewhere in TV, and he or she will jump in with their presentation. I quickly shut these folks off. I don't want interpretation of an event happening. I want the real thing. These presenters are dolls. They remind me of the paper dolls I enjoyed as a child. I could put them in beach clothes, ball gowns, and tucks, or I could send them to the office. How can one possibly take seriously these made-up people with not one hair out of place, buff till they practically squeak? There are dolls all around us following a script written a thousand years ago. Freud said that the majority of people were worthless, so programmed that their essence, their true self, had been destroyed through the programming one is subjected to, and by childhood traumas. Mirroring oneself as a specimen to be shaped as an object of contemplation destroys spontaneity and is replaced by science. One is a specimen to be examined like the earth, which was determined to circle around the sun. It had nothing to do with human beings, a mechanical process like the car's motor. Did Mr. Kramer down the street die of a broken heart after he lost his wife? No, it was a myocardial infarction. All of studied human knowledge is irrelevant because it does not account for the whole person. Everything that is interesting happens in the shadows. We know nothing of the real life of the human race, said Selian. Science, with its methods of detachment and observation, leads to psychic detachment. Heaven forbid that one should develop a disease that is unaccountable by the medical profession. One will be pilloried. One's bodily self, the somatic self that feels, smells, angers, cries, laughs, trembles, shits, is not part of any of it. For knowledge to have value for human, it must have a visceral component. Before binary split of yin and yang, humans did not believe in God. They experienced it. They saw the sun as having power in their life. The planets spoke to them directly and had spirit meaning. Leaving that part of self behind, that comprehension of the numinism that is a part of experienced human life reduces it to a mechanical performance that is scientifically highly predictable but stripped of its magic. One becomes a machine quantified, predictable, controllable, a slave. The only escape from the matrix is to create one's own society of like-minded others. Thanks for listening. You're welcome to visit my website, loverinlu.com, where you can leave feedback in the journal page. And 
You will also find an Amazon link for my book, Manhattan Seeress. The book is about power and spirituality. Lian Liu is not a guru with a product to sell or directions to how to attain nirvana. She will not take you to the Himalayas or Machu Picchu to connect with the ancients. That is a journey taken alone. But she will point out some signposts along the way. How one becomes psychically aware is what she chooses to explore in this memoir. 